generational wellness. Generational wellness. Oh, generational wellness. Generational wellness. Welcome to the Balance Period Podcast. This platform is designed to empower communities to create generational wellness. Join me on this journey as we turn self-care into a lifestyle and close the racial health gap, one healthy habit at a time. I'm your host, Recovery Ray. Let's listen, learn, and grow together. Welcome to the Balance Period Podcast. I'm your host, Recovery Ray. Now, for today's episode, a lot of it's just going to be updating you on the changes that have been happening within Balance Period and the Balance Period podcast. Seasons are changing, so the content that we produce will change as well. You're also wondering, why wasn't there an episode posted last week? I'll talk a little bit more about why that was the case here in a bit as well. But before I dive into the content for today, let's go ahead and do our mindful moment. So let's use this space to really ground ourselves to focus our attention and energy on the present moment and to just check in with how you're feeling both internally and externally. So first and foremost, pay attention to your posture. I want you to sit upright yet relaxed. I'm going to count us down three, two, one. We'll take three deep breaths together. At the end of that third breath, we'll sit in stillness and I'll guide our awareness to various different aspects of the present moment. Three, two, one. Take the first deep breath. And another. And one more. Allow your breathing to return to its normal pattern. Now notice the contact that your body is making to the surface beneath you and really feel where those points of contact are being made. Now notice any sensation you feel in your body as you inhale and exhale. Notice the temperature of the air as you breathe in and any shift in that temperature as you breathe out. Now I want you to focus your attention on your neck and shoulders. Notice if there is any stiffness or tightness in that area. And on this next exhale, I want you to allow the muscles of your neck and shoulders to relax. Feel free to do any movement that feels good for you in this moment to assist those muscles in relaxing. All right, let's take one more deep breath together. If your eyes are closed, slowly begin to blink them open. Welcome back. Yeah, so I went straight to the neck and shoulders. I know for me, that is an area that tends to build up tension if I'm not being consciously aware 
of giving myself space to relax. And I know for me, I start to feel tightness in my neck. And I know that it's coming from like my back being tight. So one thing I recommend if you do feel tension in your neck, you may want to just massage the muscle of like your upper back and kind of your, your shoulder area. And for me, releasing the tension there reduces the strain that I feel in my neck, which helps to bring about, you know, more relaxation. So I'm grateful for that mindful moment. Thank you for participating. It didn't take very long. It's very simple because we didn't use any additional tools other than our breathing in order to bring ourselves to that space of calmness and awareness. So be sure to prioritize time throughout your day to pause, to breathe, and to check in with yourself. I say it all the time, but we can only take care of what we are aware of. And practicing mindfulness creates the conditions for us to be aware of what we need so we can more effectively give ourselves what we need when we need it. So let's dive into the content for today's episode. As I mentioned at the top of the show, things are changing, things are shifting. Uh, We're entering a new season as a company. We're entering a new season as a platform and as a podcast. And that entail is resulting in the type of content that we create changing as well. So first, let me back up a little bit because something else I mentioned at the top of the show was, hey, why wasn't there an episode last week? So just a quick life update before I talk about the Balance Period podcast and the platform updates. I moved. Kelly and I moved. Kelly, myself, and Milo, if you're watching this video, you can see he's laying behind me. We moved. So if you listened to the show back in 2021, I was talking about, oh, you know, Kelly and I are temporarily moving into her parents' place so that we can hop into the housing market and find a place of our own. Well, that temporary turned into two years. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for that experience. There was so much that I learned and I'm looking forward to sharing details on the key takeaways that I got from that experience. Today is not that day, Uh, but we moved last weekend. And as you all know, if you've ever moved before, it is a process. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time. And I just wanted to give myself the space to not add something to my plate, which producing a podcast normally takes some time and energy. Uh, So I I decided to not post anything last week, give myself the space to, you know, fully be present with the moving process and and getting our new space feeling as homey as we can, as quickly as we can. And so I am super excited to be in a new space um, and be able to, to curate the environment for me and Milo and Kelly. I'm, I'm really excited. So that's why we didn't produce anything last week, but we're back. So we're back. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of the shifts and changes. As you all know, to start this year, I kicked off a series and I guess it was a segment called Wellness Wednesdays. And that's what the Balance Period podcast produced for, I would say, the bulk of this year, the first half, right? Every episode that came through the podcast was just one of the, essentially the replays from that live show that I was doing. I used to do it on LinkedIn. It was every Wednesday 
and it would be live. I would record it and then post it here. And what I realized was that that show, the purpose that it was serving was to help keep you all updated and for me to share my story of training for the 50K, right? The 30 for 30 challenge. And so after that challenge ended in early June, the more and more Wellness Wednesday episodes that I did, it just, it didn't feel like it was serving a useful purpose for me anymore, right? The creative side of the work that I do, you know, it started to dwindle and like it didn't feel enjoyable. It didn't feel necessary. And so if you noticed probably about four weeks ago or so, I kind of stopped doing the Wellness Wednesdays. I stopped posting them. Um, I started to do some rewind episodes for the show. But it took me being consistent for another, I don't know, four or five weeks after the race to realize that this really isn't something that needs to continue on and we can kind of shift our energy to something else within the show. So that is the first thing that's changing. Wellness Wednesdays will not be something that I do live every week on Wednesdays. I will still leverage that platform that has been created, right? That segment, because I still want to check in with you all on a consistent basis about everything that's happening in my wellness journey. And so that will be a thing though. It'll be once a month. I will do an episode as a recap where I share my data, right? All of the things that I used to share throughout an entire month, I'll essentially compact that in a one episode and continue to share and keep you all updated on the specific aspects of my wellness journey as I am continuing on, okay? So that is one of the big shifts. The other adjustment is that one of the things that I found super valuable about Wellness Wednesdays was being able to highlight the Generational Wellness Digest, right? This is our weekly email newsletter that comes out and it has a mindful moment breathing practice. It has a mindful movement, a guided stretch or yoga routine. It has a mindful reflection question to help you just prioritize time to journal and become more self-aware. There's an affirmation in that digest. Then there's also uh, the replay for whatever podcast episode we're looking to highlight, whether it's one of our episodes or an episode that I have been on on someone else's show. Um, and there's also events, right? Health and wellness events that are happening around the city that I highlight in that publication. And then finally, there is an article that is designed to help expand your awareness of a certain aspect of wellness or health equity. So for me, I was like, I don't want that portion of what we were producing to stop. So that will continue on. And for the remainder of this episode, we'll actually do one of these debriefs, I'll say, of the Generational Wellness Digest. So from here on out, when it's just me, right, without a guest on the Balance Period podcast, those episodes will consist of the content from the Generational Wellness Digest. I'm going to be taking the topic for that week, and I will be going through all of the different aspects of the digest, and then I'll be having an in-depth conversation with myself, I guess. Or it'll, it'll be a conversation between us, but you'll just be listening, and I'll, I'll be doing the talking. Regardless... That is how the breakdown of the shows will be. And of course, we'll kick everyone off with a mindful moment as usual. But seasons are changing. The content is changing. And I just wanted to be transparent and share that information with you as you notice shifts in what you hear coming out of the Balance Period podcast. We can only manage what we measure. 
That's why we partnered with Woo, so you can get the latest and most advanced health and fitness wearable on the market for free. Not only does it monitor your recovery, sleep, training, and overall health, it also offers personalized recommendations and coaching feedback. You can finally take the guesswork out of deciding which self-care habits will actually help you feel good and function at your best. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your free Whoop 4.0 today. That's join.whoop.com forward slash balance period. Enjoy the rest of the show. So let's go ahead and do this first iteration right of these shifts of the show with this generational wellness digest debrief now this is from volume 137 of the generational wellness digest if you're not subscribed as i mentioned before i recommend you subscribe go to at balance period on instagram click the link in our bio and there it'll take you to our resource hub at the top it'll say education and then it'll say generational wellness digest click that and there you go now you have access to it and then you can just leave your name and email to subscribe so that it comes directly into your inbox each and every week. Now, volume 137 of the Generational Wellness Digest, the title of the article for that week was It's Time We Stop Bragging About Not Getting Enough Sleep. I'm going to say that one more time. It's time we stop bragging about not getting enough sleep. So at the top of each Generation Wellness Digest, it's just an overview of what that article is. So this goes more in depth about the benefits of understanding the value of getting rest and why sleep is so critical for our optimal overall health and well-being. The mindful moment from this volume was just three to five deep breaths. And what we were cueing you to do here is to follow your breath throughout the entirety of your inhale and the entirety of your exhale. So be fully present, fully engaged with that breath throughout the whole process of breathing and just notice the sensations that you feel in your body and mind as you do that process. So that was the mindful moment. The mindful movement practice. This was an everyday chakra yoga flow, right? And if you're unfamiliar with chakras, um, it's something I don't remember when I was first, I would say, put on to the concept and, and understanding our our various different energy centers. It was probably 2018. Yeah, probably 2018. But for me, there was so much, like it was opportunities to learn more about my being and collectively our being. I think we've been conditioned to really live from the outside in. And the more and more that I get in tune with myself and with creation in general, it becomes more and more clear that we are spiritual beings having a human experience instead of human beings having a spiritual experience. And so when I learn more about chakras and these energy centers and what some of them are linked to as it relates to how we feel and how we function, I started to notice a true correlation and a connection and realize, wow, this is something that is real, even though I can't see it, it's real. And it really does have an impact on our quality of life. And so this yoga flow was essentially a way to just get you more in alignment within your chakras, um, helping to clear out, the, you know, any static energy through movement, which, you know, movement is, is powerful. So it's important that you integrate it 
into your daily life. And that's why we put it into this weekly publication so that you have access to something that you can follow along with, right? On a, in this case, a, a weekly basis. One thing I'll say is you can take this mindful movement practice that we incorporate and do it like two or three times in that week. So don't just do it once and be like, oh, that's my movement for the week. <laughs> I think it's important to have movement as something you do daily. I wouldn't say you have to do this specific or whatever we share, right? The specific routine daily, but definitely do it multiple times throughout the week. And what I would recommend doing is pay attention to how you feel and your ability to execute on the different movements each time you do it. If you do the same flow three times in one week, by the third time, you'll have a completely different experience than you had that first time, which is pretty cool. So I recommend you do whatever mindful movement practice we put in here that is in alignment with your current mobility level. Um, if there's something that we ever put in here that you're like, I just can't physically do that, that's okay. But find something for that week that will be in alignment with things that you can do and just do it several times. All right, the mindful reflection question from this week. Now, this is designed to give you the space to just write. I would say write it out. You could speak it out so you can look at the question and, and do like a voice memo, something like that, speak it out. But whatever works for you, take some time to think about this question and come up with it, you know, whatever your answer is. So here, are my relationships and social connections nourishing my overall well-being? And do I need to make any adjustments to create more meaningful connections? I'm going to read that one more time. I was a, a compound question there. Are my relationships and social connections nourishing my overall well-being? And do I need to make any adjustments to create more meaningful connections? So my answer to this question, when I think about are my relationships and social connections nourishing my overall well-being? I would say yes. And I'll say that that hasn't always been the case. But through being more intentional about who I share my energy with and who I spend time with, I'd say I've been able to develop relationships that are meaningful and that do contribute to my well-being. And when I think about wellness and the different domains of wellness, you know, we have the physical, mental, spiritual, um, you know, occupational, environmental. But the one that I noticed a big shift in when I began to become more intentional about who I sh shared my energy with, that was my social health. And we're social creatures, right? Which is why everything that happened around COVID was so impactful for our well-being. And for a lot of us, it was a negative impact that it had. It's because our social nature was forced to stop, right? Now, yes, there were other ways that we could stay connected, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't how we normally connect with the people and, you know, in the places that we care about. And so I would say since then, right, I started to do that digitally and I started to make sure that the groups that I was a part of, whether I think at that time it was popular to be on like Clubhouse, like the rooms I would go into. I wanted to be around people that first and foremost had a growth mindset. So not that they're fixed in, you know, 
the different behaviors that they, that they do right now, the different beliefs that they have, but it's their understanding that if I don't have it, I don't have it yet, right? Or, you know, even though this is where I'm at right now, there are things that I can do to evolve and grow. So growth mindset, right, personal development, I wanted to be around people that truly demonstrated those characteristics because that was in alignment with the lifestyle that I wanted to live. Started to do that digitally, and then over time, when we got the opportunity to become more proximal with people, I just made sure that that stayed consistent. So joining different groups, um, being more active in the groups that I was in that that offered opportunities to connect, that allowed me to start, right, to build a foundation of building these relationships with the people and places that I felt would contribute to my health and well-being. Now, when it talks about are there any adjustments that can be made to make these connections more meaningful? I always feel like there are opportunities for adjustments and for growth. And so I would say yes. And the adjustment that I feel like can be made on my end at this time is to just continue to increase the level of intention behind the time that I spend with the people that I'm proximal to, right? What energy am I bringing with me? Why am I here? What can I contribute? What can I learn, right? Really understanding these things as I interact with the people in my network, I think would create more meaningful connections within each one of those relationships. So that was a long-winded way of answering this week's question. I'm gonna read it one more time. Are my relationships and social connections nourishing my overall well-being? And do I need to make any adjustments to create more meaningful connections? All right. If you are on Twitter, feel free to drop a brief overview of what your answer is to that question. And then hashtag balance period so that we can see it. All right. The affirmation from this week. The affirmation is sourced from the Mindset Shift by DeMond Hicks. If you don't have that book yet, inside of the Generational Wellness Digest, there's a link you can click it. It'll take you to where you can purchase that on Amazon. Or you can just go to Amazon and type in The Mindset Shift by DeMond Hicks, and it'll pop up for you. Um, it's a book with 100 affirmations in it. And so we've been sourcing, uh, sourcing affirmations from there since probably like June. And... I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to, you know, get further and further into the book and seeing more of just the powerful affirmations that have been put into this publication. So I highly recommend you get yourself a copy. So the publication for uh, the the affirmation for this week is I believe in my potential to achieve great things. I believe in my potential to achieve great things. We talk a lot about this in the first portion of the balance blueprint. The B in balance stands for belief and the focus is self-efficacy, the belief we have in our ability to succeed. And it is so important for us to believe that we have the potential to do great things. Each one of us does have that potential. So if we don't believe it, then we're missing out on an opportunity to exercise the potential that we have, right? 
And I think a lot of us live life without understanding our true potential. And because we don't understand it, we don't tap into it. And so this short affirmation is powerful because it gives you something to speak to yourself, right? Look at yourself in the mirror and say this, right? Ingrain this into your mindset that I believe in my potential to do great things. And I believe this is taking both of those things I was mentioning before. Saying this to yourself increases your understanding that I can do great things, but it's also now helping you realize that not only can I, I can execute on it too. It's not just potential. I can actualize this by the actions that I take, by the mindset that I continue to keep. So this is a powerful affirmation. And shout out to Daman for making this book. Like I said before, I highly recommend you get yourself a copy. I believe in my potential to achieve great things. One thing I want to highlight is similar to the movement practice. I said do it a, you know, a few times in a week, two to three times. Do this daily, right? Take a few deep breaths and also let's go back the mindful moment. Do that daily too. So you can combine the mindful moment with this practice, right? You can say, I'm going to pause and take a few deep breaths, and then I'm going to say this to myself, you know, about myself in that moment. It's a fantastic way to use the content that is in this publication to contribute to you experiencing your optimal health and well-being. All right. The replay, the episode was Wellness Wednesdays. Um, Like I said before, those will still be in our catalog. So go back and listen to them. I thought they were fire, not just because I made them, but because I felt like they had valuable information inside. So if you haven't listened to Wellness Wednesdays to any of the episodes, I would recommend just going back to episode one, which is at the top of this year, and listen all the way through to the end of the race because it literally mapped out my progression and in some moments my regression along my journey of training and then completing an ultra marathon to kick off right my or this next decade of my life right i wanted to enter 30 with a bang and i i I definitely did so go back and listen to wellness wednesdays are you looking to enhance your well-being and create greater balance in your life i am proud to introduce balance periods new wellness coaching sessions this transformational one-on-one coaching experience is designed to help you execute at optimizing your health Whether you're struggling with stress or seeking better sleep quality or simply aiming to increase your overall life satisfaction, our coaches are here to help guide you every step of the way. During your customized coaching session, you'll gain valuable insights and practical strategies to overcome obstacles, cultivate resilience, and optimize your well-being. As a listener of this podcast, you can use the code RECOVERYRAY at checkout to unlock an exclusive 10% off discount on your coaching session. Don't wait. It's time to invest in your wellness because you are worth the investment. Visit shop.balanceperiod.com and book your wellness coaching session today. That's shop.balanceperiod.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, so to the article for this week. It's time to stop bragging about not getting enough sleep. I will say, especially as an entrepreneur, I oftentimes hear people talk about the sacrifices that are made in order to be an entrepreneur. And a lot of time, the sacrifice that they talk about is sleep, 
oh, I pulled an all-nighter. Oh, I was where I was until 2 in the morning. Uh, I got it done, though, right? And it's like you got to grind in order to to succeed. You know, I believe that in certain seasons of our journeys and based on the mindset that we have about success and what we need to do in order to accomplish what we believe we're here to accomplish, that living like that is just a part of the process of you understanding that that doesn't have to be the case. I think we hear it a lot, which then leads us to believe that that has to be our experience too. But it really doesn't have to be. We have so much more power than what we know to create the life that we want for ourselves. And there could be a certain amount of money. It could be things that we want. It can be just an increased quality of our relationships, right? We have so much more power to create those things. But like I said before, we've been conditioned to live from the outside in. So instead of thinking about right, or paying closer attention to what we think about in relation to the things that we want, what we believe in relation to the things that we want, And what we're constantly focusing our attention on as it relates to the things that we want, we oftentimes feel like we have to work harder in order to get the things that we want. The hard work actually comes from managing your emotions and managing your thought process rather than investing more time and staying up late and, you know, neglecting your self-care in order to make more money or, you know, bring about the things that you want to bring about. So this article for me, you know, to A, highlight that we need to stop bragging about it, but B, to also just highlight the importance of sleep. I thought it was something that was definitely useful for us to think about, right? To read and to think about. So it talks about perpetuating the macho stereotypes. This is definitely in relation to, you know, men, but just like this, like, oh yeah, I ain't getting no sleep and I'm still here doing, you know, doing whatever I'm doing. Those are things that have been ingrained into our culture over time, but it doesn't serve a useful purpose and it's not in alignment with our optimal health and well-being. So it's just important to be aware of that and to audit your relationship with sleep and and what you portray in front of the people that uh, you're proximal to. Talks about why getting a good night rest is key. And I think just to I'm not going to like read the article. I'm just going to briefly talk about each point. Sleep was when our bodies and minds were designed to heal and recover. I say that all the time, but it's just it's just the case and it's true. And we still don't know all of why we sleep. But what we do know a lot of is what happens when we don't get enough sleep. And when we don't get enough sleep, it is a clear indication that we are not living in an optimal state. That we're not creating the conditions for our minds and bodies to feel good and function at their best. So when it talks about why getting a good night's sleep is important, it's really understanding, well, what happens when I don't get good sleep? I'm more irritable. I can't focus very well. My energy in general just like isn't high. So like motivation generally goes down. Your acuity, right? A lot of this is mental that that I'm highlighting first. Like that's off. Decision making goes down. Um, Then physically, right? Like. You're not able to function like physically at your best in those moments. Now, are there nothing is everything. Right. So are there times where you don't get a lot of sleep, but then you execute and you you did something that you really needed to do and you did it well? Yes. Right. Those things happen. But I'm talking about sustained longevity. That's not the way to get it. That is not the way to get it. So 
That's why getting a good night's rest is important. It's really a time for our bodies to heal and recover. And they were designed to do it daily. So why not tap into that well of restoration on a daily basis instead of running yourself ragged and trying to catch up on the weekends? You can get it every day. All right. Talks about the negative effects of lack of sleep. And I was just briefly mentioning those. I mean, a lot of it, I really say it just, you know, burnt burnout. That term is, has been a, a hot topic all year. That's really what ends up happening. And it happens a lot faster when you're not getting quality sleep. So that's just it's something to keep in mind. OK, it talks about the importance of a healthy, holistic lifestyle. We did a series to start 2021 and each month. To start that year, we highlighted one aspect of our sustainable self-care system, the first being our evening routine, focusing on getting better quality sleep. And we talked about sleep hygiene, right? These habits that you can practice to promote your sleep quality. Though we recommend starting with highlighting the last hour of your day and the habits you practice there, there are things that you can do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed that can contribute to you getting better quality sleep. And, it, it, you know, these are all holistic things. These are things that encompass your whole person. So know that it's not just at the end of the day, but there are things that you can do throughout the day that can contribute to you getting better sleep. So it talks about eating healthy. And a lot of times, yes, it's eating healthier. So eating, I'll say eating food that is as close to its natural form as possible. <laughs> uh, but it's also timing that you eat. So. Are you eating too late in the day? Because that impedes upon your sleep quality. It talks about moving regularly. So exercising, stretching, right? The things that we talk about, right? Mindful movement. Drinking an adequate amount of water. It says drinking lots of water, but an adequate amount for you will work. Uh, a lot of times we're dehydrated and that doesn't help us feel good in the moment, nor does it contribute to our bodies having the resources that it needs in order to recover. Uh, not over relying on caffeine. So being sleep deprived and then trying to consume more caffeine to help you feel more alert, it's not really helping anything. It's just masking the symptom of you not getting enough rest. Avoid drinking alcohol in excess. And I would say avoid drinking alcohol in general. Alcohol, our body treats alcohol like poison. So if you do drink it, drinking it earlier in the day, even though for most of us that's not ideal nor practical, that helps us be able to process it before bed because if we're drinking it in the evening, our body will focus on trying to eradicate the poison instead of healing itself. So if you're looking at the order of which energy is going to be used, our body's like, we can, you know, we need to get this poison out first, essentially. That's how it treats alcohol. So I recommend just staying away from it. But, you know, do what you feel is best for you. But just be conscious of it be aware of when you're drinking and how much and know that that may have a negative impact on your sleep, depending on what that looks like for you. And then finally, looking after your relationships and your mind. So, you know, nurturing your social connections, nurturing your relationships, keeping those in a healthy space and then, you know, personally doing that for yourself. Right. Prioritizing time to pause and breathe, to check in with yourself to, you know, maintain other healthy habits that are contributing to your mental health. Those things are just so important. And that will help make sure that when you're laying in bed, you're not ruminating on stuff that you didn't do 
right on on people you didn't reach out to on the different strains that are being put on your relationships you're not focusing on that you're just ready to go to sleep so those are some of the habits that they recommend you integrate into your lifestyle to make sure that you're doing what you can do to get better quality sleep on a nightly basis now it talks about you know getting to the real work and you know really changing your routine i talked about it before um taking time to do an audit of how you spend your time and energy. I would say from the start of your day to the end of your day, but even if it's just the end of your day, um, that'll be a great way to just start this process. As I mentioned before, we can only take care of what we are aware of. So doing an audit like that will expand your level of self-awareness so that you can be more intentional about adjustments that you can make to your routine. I'll also say that, you know, just doing the exercise I mentioned before, it might not bring about the results that you may need in order to like experience better quality sleep. That's okay too. Like a lot of what we experience is just associated with the habits we practice. But if you find yourself, you know, you, you have an evening routine, you're getting consistent sleep, you're doing these things that are, you know, that you recognize are in alignment with you getting better quality sleep, but you're not really seeing any changes. There might be additional support that you may need. And, you know, it could be going to see a sleep doctor. Um, there are sleep therapists. So um, CBTI, cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia is a thing. Um, so there are additional resources out there and people that you can reach out to in order to get the support that you need to get better quality sleep. Then it talks about changing the conversation. And what I think will help change the conversation is us having more conversations about what we're doing to create the conditions for ourselves to get better quality sleep instead of glorifying poor sleep habits, poor sleep hygiene, getting low quality sleep and still being able to be productive. Let's talk about our awareness of the connection between our sleep quality and our productivity, our mental health and our whole person wellness and start to really just highlight, OK, what what am I doing? Right. Sharing our stories around the transformations that we've made to our sleep hygiene habits, and ultimately what we've noticed in our quality of sleep as a result of those changes. That is how we will change the narrative, right? And change the conversation around our sleep, right? Make some changes, share your story and what you did and the impact that it's had on how you feel, how you function. And not only is that changing the conversation around this topic, but it's also contributing to generational wellness. That's that third step, remember? You expand your awareness, you model healthier behaviors, and then you share your story. That story can inspire and empower someone proximal to you to think differently about how they care for themselves and ultimately, in this case, right, getting better quality sleep. So that was the article from volume 137 of the Generational Wellness Digest. So that's it. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you know, your continued support and your patience, right? As seasons change, as things shift with this platform, uh, you know, thank you for continuing to journey with us and to create the conditions for yourselves to create generational wellness. A couple things that I want to leave you with before I end today's show. The first is that it's important to remember to invest in your wellness because you are worth the investment. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and develop your sustainable self-care system. Lastly, you don't have to be perfect to be great. 
So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you travel along this journey of creating generational wellness. All you have to do in order to be the change that you want to see in your family and in your community is to get started and to keep going. So thank you once again for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period Podcast. I look forward to having you tune in next time. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period Podcast. If this was your first time tuning in, welcome. We recommend you listen to at least three episodes of the show and integrate one thing that you learn from each into your daily life. Remember to subscribe, share, and engage with us on social media. Our handle on TikTok is at balanceperiodpod, and our handle on every other social media platform is at balanceperiod. Until next time, continue to learn, continue to grow, and continue to create your balance period.